Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophets Speak. This is Isaiah 49a, the first part of chapter Parak Memtes of Yeshayahu. And I am Saul Weiner, the host for your podcast. Today I'm going to study the first six verses of chapter 49. This is one of the most important ideas expressed by Yeshayahu something which resonates throughout the generations. And um, I felt that even though I'm only going to go through six verses, this was worth a podcast of its own. Just quickly, as I usually do, I want to remind you what we had just been saying in chapters 48, a quick summary, that number one, God pointed out to us that in the beginning, in the old days, in the days of the Exodus, God was open with miracles but and predicted them and performed them. But that policy didn't seem to work and that now there's a new way. In this new redemption, um, there's no longer going to be open predictions of miracles and open miracles. However, God will still keep his promise. And that in this way, living through suffering without a promise, without an explicit promise of a miracle to happen tomorrow, we can learn true faith and true trust, true trust in God. We also mentioned that the rules of the Torah were given for our good. And had we kept the rules of the Torah, we never would have to go through the suffering. The suffering isn't something that God is doing because he's cruel or mean and wants to make us suffer, but because it was a result of our not listening to the Torah, which was God was milamed il, gave it to us for our own benefit. And then God said, therefore, because of all of this, run from Babylon, run from the Kastim, run from, both literally run away from those nations back to Israel to rebuild it, but also run from the ways that they're teaching you, the ways of uh, that honor, wealth, power, arrogance, magic, sorcery, false ideologies, etc., now we begin chapter 49. Chapter 49, the prophet Yeshayahu is addressing the non-Jews. He's addressing the Gentiles. He's addressing the people of the Iyim, the islands. If you recall numerous times throughout Isaiah until now, and I've been consistently translating Iyim, the far-off islands, the countries out there, meaning everyone. Everyone out there, no matter how far away you are in distance, no matter how far away you are in your customs and practices and languages, etc., those are the EM. Listen, everyone. But he's speaking through as if he is speaking as representing the Jewish people. And we're going to see this in a moment. So he starts in verse 1 by saying, Shim'u EM Eli. Listen, O islands in the distance to me, and those nations that listen from afar, no matter how far you are away, listen to the message that I have to tell you. Now, if you think for a moment, in the context of the previous chapters, what are these people thinking now? They're thinking, we have just learned, you have just told us and taught us, that all of our work was for nothing. All these years... We were admiring whatever religions it was that we had. We, had. we built power, wealth, strength, 
We've built nations, empires. We worshipped gods, worshipped ideals, ideologies, etc. And now you've just told us that it's all false. And you've also just told us that there's this one people, Israel, who have been the people of God the whole time, the ones that have had that God was, was, is protecting them and keeping them and cherishing them all the way to the end. And only they had the truth. What place do we have in all of this? How do we fit in? And Yeshayahu now is speaking as on behalf of the Jewish people, saying, telling the rest of the world what place they have and what the role is and what the relationship is between the Jewish people and them. Keep this in mind when we learn these next six verses. This is a very, very powerful idea. Adonai mi beten kira'ani. God called me from when I was in the womb. God mentioned my name and called me when I was still inside my mother's stomach. In other words, from way back in the beginning, God has been nurturing me, the people of Israel. Almost all of the commentaries assume that this is refer- when it says it's talking about the prophet Yeshayahu himself. I am convinced that this is referring to the people of Israel. The reason why I say this, I'll give some of my main proofs. One is, if we look back at four, just several chapters ago, at 46, chapter 46, Parak Memvav, Pasuk Gimel. We just read before the following words. Shemu'e lai Beit Yaakov, the people of Jacob, Bochol Sherit Beit Yisrael, Ho'amusim mini beten. Those that I have been carrying from the same language it uses here from the beten, from when you were within a mother's stomach, that I've been carrying you mini racham from when you were within the womb. That language was referring to the people of Jacob, the people of Israel. In addition, we found um, um, uh, we think of the story of Rivka, who the Torah back in Genesis and Bereshit it talks about how the the Rivka had within her stomach Jacob and Esau, Yaakov and Esau, both residing in the stomach, and how from then right the same language. There are two nations in your stomach, stomach. The same language that Isaiah uses here. From your stomach they shall they shall um, separate and go out so I'm convinced that it's looking and also if we look very shortly in verse 3 which we're about to read still referring to my people Israel Israel as the me here is Israel so I'm I'm gonna read this chapter as if me refers to Israel even according to the commentaries in the next and Tupsukim later they flip and say now me is talking about Israel I'm just not going to do that flip I'm going to read this this entire chapter or at least this entire section of the chapter assuming that it means me Israel so this is now so there the way I'm explaining it it is it is the prophet Isaiah saying God's words but saying it as if he is the Jewish people talking to the rest of the world and here's the Jewish people talking to the rest of the world saying as follows, This is verse 2. God put in my mouth, or he made my mouth, like a sharp sword. In, the, in, in all throughout the, the Torah, throughout Tanakh, 
refers to the words of the mouth, the words of the Torah spoken by the Jewish people. It's like a sharp sword. It is. In other words, we have just read in these chapters before, many people will suffer because they did not keep the words of tzedek, umishpat, justice and righteousness, which the Torah teaches. And there will be suffering because of that. It is like a sharp sword. He did that. And he made me like that, the Jewish people say. I know, I understand that. Because I had this message, because I taught this message, and because many of you did not listen to this message, therefore my words were like a sharp sword. And God hid me in the shadow of his hands. He made my words mysterious repeatedly throughout the previous chapters. Ishayahu has referred to the Jewish people in exile as worshiping a God, keeping a Torah, but God was hidden. There was darkness. There was seser. There was there was there was mystery because 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 it wasn't obvious, right? And God has been saying and emphasizing over and over and over again in these last verses that the type of life that we live now is not like we lived in Egypt when it was open and clear, but it was mysterious. It was dark. Vayisi mainly lechets boror, but nonetheless, even though I was hidden, He still placed me to be a sharp, clear arrow, an arrow that hits its target, that's Baror, that knows where it's going. Because the target is those people that don't listen to the lesson. However, Ba'ashpatohistirani, he still, he hid me in his quiver. He didn't fire that arrow. Justice was not obvious. Justice did not come automatically. That, that made us suffer, the nations that oppressed others still prospered. It wasn't clear, it wasn't obvious. However, Vayomerli, the Jewish people say to the world, Avdi Ata, God still said to me, the Jewish people say, You are my servant. Israel, you are Israel. Asher Bicha Ispa'ar. Even though it was, he, I was hidden in the Ashpa, I was hidden in the dumps. I wasn't an honored people, but God still told me, It is through you that I will achieve glory. It is through you people. Vaniomarti. So what was months the Jewish people say? Lirikyogati. What's the obvious thing? I've been toiling and toiling and keeping this Torah, but it was for nothing. I wasted all of my strength for nothingness. Why am I working this hard so that I should live in this dump, in this ashpa, right? Ashpa tohistironi, that you should hide me here. Tohu, we have to look back at chapter 45, verse 19, to know what tohu means. If we look back there, God says, Lo baseis der dibarti bimkom eretz in those old days, I didn't speak in, 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 in a hidden way, but now I do, right? right? But I did not tell Jacob in, that he should work for me tohu for nothing, right? Search for me for nothing. Remember, if we look back at, at, at we understood that verse to mean, and it was clearly meant then, tohu means working for nothing, a Torah that's meaningless, a Torah that's useless, teachings that don't get us anywhere, teachings that have no purpose. The people, the Jewish people said, while God was hiding me in the Ashba, I thought to myself that everything I do is nothing. However, and this is crucial, who did I complain to, say the Jewish people? And this is the, this is the, the saving grace, so to speak. Mishpati et Adonai. Who did I complain to? I complained to God. Ultimately, when I suffered, 
when I cried, who did I cry to? Who did I complain to? Who did I say, why are you making me suffer to? God, I still turn to God. And therefore, viata, and now, now that this is what's happened, Omar Adonai says God as follows. This was God's answer to me. When I complained to him, this was his answer. Yotrimi beten le'evedlo. God, the one who created me from the beten, from the beginning to serve him. What did God say? God said, L'shovev Yaakov Elov. That God was going to return Jacob to him. You're not going to be in the ashpa. You're not going to be in the dumps all the time. I will bring Jacob back to me. V'Yisrael lo ye'asev. And God will gather Israel lo to him. And I, says the Jewish people, I will be honored in the eyes of God. And God was my strength the entire time. The whole time he was my strength. And here is verse 6. And this is really what all of these previous verses have been leading up to. This is the message now. Now the Jewish people are continuing their speech to the nations of the world, the Iyayayam. Those faraway nations, the Le'umim Me'rachok, and telling them, this is the deal. Vayomer, nokel mi li eved. It is nothing. God said to me, nokel. This is, this is too little. This is too small that you should just be, that I should just have you as a servant. Simply to reestablish the to, to give support to the tribes of Jacob, Unitsurei, and the Radak so nicely explains the word Nitsurei here means the abandoned ones, the lost ones of Israel, Luhashiv, to return to them. Nokel mi God says, that's, that's nothing for me, that's not enough. Unisatichal orgoyim, therefore I am making you for a light unto all of the nations. Lihiot Yeshuati ad aretz. I want not just to restore you and not just to bring you back. That's not enough. But my Yeshua, my deliverance will be at Aretz to all of the ends of the earth. Try to absorb that for a moment. Thank you for listening to 49a. Looking forward to studying further into chapter 49 with you. Thank you for listening.